Welcome to Talking Far, Far Away. The Force is with you, young Skywalker. You are not a Jedi yet. Join Brick City Blockade as we discuss the canon of a galaxy far, far away. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another epic episode of BrickCityBlockade.com's Talking Far, Far Away. And on this special episode, I am so excited. And thank you to Christopher James Letty, Vintage Viewport, for getting her on the show. It's Kelly, a.k.a. Team Ahsoka. Thank you so much for coming on Talking Far, Far Away. And how's everything going? It's going great. Thanks, Robin. Thanks for the invite. What was it specifically that got you into Star Wars? Because we all have our own little story, it seems like. Wow. I can't even remember any specifics, to be honest. It's been <laughs> quite a while ago. Very... Earliest memories, I guess, would have to be watching A New Hope, either on TV or VHS, because this was the 80s. My, I, my mom got me into it, to be honest, because she was a fan before I was. She kind of reminds me every so often. It's like, oh, I was a Star Wars fan before you were born. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, I was born in the year of The Empire Strikes Back. I couldn't exactly rush to the cinema to see that one. Somebody asked me on Twitter yesterday, they were saying, what was your earliest memory of Star Wars? And for me, it was basically Vader walking onto the Tantive or the Tantivi. I'm not really sure what the pr preferred Ooh. pronunciation of that one is. I'm sticking with Tantive. I don't care if it's wrong. Basically, my first memory of Star Wars, I guess. Yeah. I'd have to say that you know, before Ahsoka came along, Vader was actually my top Star Wars character. He's sort of like, kind of there at number two, maybe tied with Ahsoka. I mean, come on, it's Vader. If you were to be a specific character, which one do you identify most with? Because they kind of walk in hand in hand. It's somebody who really carries your personality throughout the Star Wars universe. Oh, probably not the best one. Obviously, I would like to be, you know, someone like Ahsoka, or even Rey, or... Mm. any of the good guys, so to speak. But I think, personality-wise, I'm going to have to go with Anakin, to be honest. <laughs> Especially when I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> sort of veering towards Kylo Ren. We all have those moments, I think. Especially when I see uh, things on Twitter that I don't particularly want to see. Especially when it comes to Twitter. You and I both know we're across Twitter. Team Ahsoka's on Twitter, of course. You see these different things, and you just kind of shake your head, and you almost want to do what Kylo Ren did in The Force Awakens, and just start whipping out the lightsaber, and just start tearing apart units within a, a That would be like 90% of my day, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'd spend the other 10% of the day fixing everything I'd wrecked. Obviously, you know, I guess a lot of people tend to maybe veer towards the good characters, but to be honest, yeah, person personality-wise, I go with Anakin from maybe Clone Wars era. I haven't quite got to the young slaughter stage just yet. You know, his relationship with Obi-Wan, it mm. never was fully fleshed out. You go from attack the clones are sort of bickering all the time, and uh, Nobi's always, you know, putting Anakin in his place, saying, you know, patience, Padawan, blah, blah, blah. By the time we get to Revenge of the Sith, the first 15, 20 minutes, brilliant. You can see the, you know, a good uh, camaraderie between the two, and you can believe that, you know, they were good friends. But there's nothing until, you know, Home Wars came, either of the two series, either the non-canon or the canon version, you didn't really get that sense that they were really close friends. You think, hang on, you know, in Attack of the Clones, they were arguing with each other the whole time. That their moments, but you didn't really get that sort of friendship element there, I don't think. There's such an Ahsoka following in Star Wars, and it's so nice to see. We just had Jedi Amanda on the last episode, a great Ahsoka cosplayer, and there's just such a community of Ahsoka fans. 
What was it specifically that you really liked about Ahsoka that you said, yeah, I really want to start Team Ahsoka because I need to get this message out to Ahsoka fans? Or is there something else behind it? Because I've always been fascinated. Well, with me, um, you know, I've been a fan for most of the time she's been around. Initially, you know, it took a while for me to warm up to, I'll be honest. You know, I didn't find it particularly annoying like some people did, but I thought, she probably isn't going to make the end of season one. I'm not really sure I want to invest too much in this character. Mm -hmm. Obviously, by season two, I thought, you know, she's you know, really growing on me. And I think a lot of the sort of backlash towards her also died down by the second, maybe third season of Clone Wars, and that's when she really hooked everyone, I think. Mm. If you ask a lot of people, so many people would say, oh yeah, you know, in the film in the first season, we found her really bratty, you know, a bit too brash, talking down to her masters. So a lot of people warmed up to her after that, and I honestly didn't think she would be this popular at this point in time. You know, I'm pretty sure Filoni probably thought, yeah, you know, the fans are going to love this, give it a chance, but it took a while to get there, I think. With time, we respected her more and more, and it's so great. We've seen the connection with Anakin. We've Now in Star Wars Rebels, we see her connection. Of course, Dave Filoni came out with that little tidbit about her and Kanan Jarrus and some of the background of Patrol. Oh, I remember when he dropped that that night, and everyone, <laughs> like, Twitter just exploded. I think he just likes being cruel to us, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, it's, you know, it's Friday, everyone's, you know, gearing up for the weekend, everyone's relaxed. Let me just drop this potentially emotional bombshell and see what happens. I'm pretty sure he plans this out. I wouldn't be surprised if he just sits behind his uh, computer just cackling away maniacally. <laughs> <laughs> reaction. I've just got this weird image of Filoni in my head. <laughs> he seems like a nice guy, but I'm pretty sure he also likes to toy with our emotions. Filoni, in a way, is like the Emperor, and then Hidalgo then is like Darth Vader in that sense. Like the, the, Those two are like the powerhouse. That's basically what I have in my mind, yeah. <laughs> just imagine sort of Filoni sat there with the, the hood over his cowboy hat, just, you know, Ha <laughs> just playing around and funny image. I mean, me and my husband call him Darth Thelonious for a reason. Ooh, I like that name. Somebody I've seen other people use it, so I'm pretty sure somebody's going to say, oh, no, she stole it from us. But I think we've all come to the same decision that this man is both good and evil. What's your opinion on Forces of Destiny so far and maybe that Ahsoka episode that we saw? Do you like what they're doing with her there? I really enjoyed the series. You know, I really can't, well, I can sort of understand the backlash, but I don't see why people are getting so upset over what is essentially two or three minute long animated shorts. They're acting like it's the end of the world, like Disney has come and erased years mm. of, you know, glorious Star Wars history and brought us this. I really like what they're doing. I really wish I'd had this when I was a girl, to be honest. I was joking around, I thought, oh, wouldn't really be great to go back in time and, you know, have this. We had Leia in my era. Leia's fine. When I was small, it was just Leia and the red-haired lady, because as far as I know, Mon Mothma wasn't even named on screen mm. in Return of the Jedi. It's one of those things that you had to collect the action figures or whatever. We didn't have internet back then, so she was just like this mysterious red-haired woman that disappeared, talked about both and dying, and then that was it, <laughs> as far as we knew. She seems important, but, you know, as a kid, I was thinking, who is she in... Why haven't we seen her before, and where is she going? <laughs> and it's so great that now that we've seen her in Rogue One, it's kind of like, yeah, we're starting to get a little bit more about Mon Mothma at the same time. And, and these female characters, of course, Jyn Erso, Ahsoka Tano, Mon Mothma, Princess Leia. And speaking of Princess Leia, uh, I think that we have to get into a little Last Jedi talk here. In recent news, and it's been all over the internet about how they're bringing on somebody else to take a look at the writing for The Last Jedi. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. I think what I've noticed over the last few months of running the Twitter account especially is any nugget of news gets either overanalyzed or gets everyone panic 
I've noticed this, was, especially with the Han Solo film recently. Mm. The minute there's any news about, you know, a new director or a new writer or reshoots with Rogue One, that was also a major issue. I think we tend to panic, but we don't really wait until we see what the final product is. Up to now, I mean, we had the reshoots for Rogue One and we ended up with, I thought, a fantastic film. I honestly, you know, there's a few things that could have been changed. Maybe, you know, female pres uh, representation. Thought they dropped the ball there a little bit. But, you know, the final product was really good, I think. Obviously, people are going to have various opinions on it. With regards to The Last Jedi as well, we are sort of maybe panicking a little. Oh, not so much The Last Jedi. Last Jedi seems... There hasn't been that much controversy about Last Jedi, has there really? Has there been any news of reshoots or anything really? No, I... As far I... as I know, Ryan Johnson has got it pretty, pretty well done. This is going to be the worst film ever. It's, everything's falling apart and then, you know... Ron Howard's coming, and as far as you can see, it's been a smooth transition. I honestly don't know the full details about what happens. I'm relying on, you know, clickbait and slightly more reliable news sources, but they're never going to tell us because we're not supposed to be privy to that information. Yeah, fans just have the habit of panicking. I've noticed they thought, you know, calm down. You had this Rogue One, it turned out fine. Last Jedi will turn out fine. Han Solo will turn out fine. Don't panic. <laughs> Um, you know, I have a lot of faith in uh, Kathleen Kennedy and the team. She's got the best people, presumably, I like to think. She knows, you know, what the franchise needs, and she's not going to drop the ball, I think. I hope. <laughs> Come back to me when the Han Solo film bombs, I thought, well... <laughs> <laughs> No, you, again, you, you bring up a great point, and it's so important that our listeners hear this, is that in Star Wars We Trust is the message that we all convey not only... As a Twitter community, of course, Team Ahsoka and BrickCityBlockade.com are great friends across Twitter, and we'd love to share things back and forth because it's such a positive community, and we try to spread that message that, you know what, because things are happening, we don't have to know everything. As long as we're in the seats in December or May or whenever they put out these films, and we like the film, we're just going to keep talking about it because that that's what's the most... That is the most important piece of this galaxy far, far away, I feel. Exactly, and once the film's out, we'll uh, be overanalyzing every little detail from the films. <laughs> Did you see that Easter egg? Did you catch this? Oh my god, what could, what could that line be? Who has raised parents? That is basically this. I've noticed it's a cycle with these films. We get hyped up. We see news that we think, oh, this is going to derail the film, either you know, a new director or a new writer being brought in or reshoots being scheduled. This is all part and parcel of the film industry, presumably. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Star Wars is probably the most analyzed film franchise. I've noticed it a little bit with the Marvel films, mostly with the DC films. I notice they get a lot of bad rep especially with clickbait sites. Personally, I prefer the Marvel films. The DC films are okay, but I've noticed that, you know, the media tends to, you know, pick certain stories and they'll say, oh, these reshoots mean this film is going to go terrible, without mentioning the reshoots that are going on with the rival franchise. And you think, why is it, you know, any different? I think with Star Wars, they're just desperate. Maybe they know that we're hanging on their every word and they'll put out any story and they know that people are going to click it. Now and again, I sort of, um, if I find a clickbait story, I'll sort of take... Yeah, I'll read it and then I'll just put my comments in there, quote RT it and say, yeah, no, this is nothing. Don't worry about this. I'm pretty sure someone sat there thinking, oh, look, I've seen this thing on Twitter. Let me just write a, you know, a, a thousand word essay on this. And you think it's literally just one photo from the set. How can you overanalyze this? But they know that people are going to click and uh, I don't know about you, but I'm always uh, eager to know what's going on. So I'm kind of guilty sometimes of clicking those clickbait articles. <laughs> Mostly because I just want to see, no, we already knew this. Or I think there was one recent uh, incident with the Han Solo film. It had been announced months ago. He was on the Force for Change video behind yeah. the scenes. 
We knew he was involved, but obviously the minute Ron Howard said, oh, we're now happy to be working with Warwick again for the first time in 30 years, the media just jumped in it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Warwick Davis is in a Han Solo film, and I'm thinking, yeah, we knew this. <laughs> whatever, whatever gets your clicks for the day, I guess. Yeah, I, I feel like that's previous information. We've known that for quite some time, and Warwick Davis has always found his own little role in these future Star Wars films. So, like you said, it, it was I kind of... I we can assume that he'll be involved in every, everything Star Wars from now until he retires or whatever. Yeah. I don't think we can have a, a Star Wars project without him in some form. I mean, we're, we're even getting him in Star Wars Rebels in Season 4. That's the whole purpose, is to connect the minds, keep the positive attitude, and to keep the Star Wars love flowing. That's what we love to do. Exactly. There's enough negativity. Obviously, real-world politics and everything it brings everyone down, let's be honest. So it's great whenever you can find any kind of positive community and just latch onto it, because it keeps you sane, to be honest. I've noticed it's a form of escapism, I think. But also, even though it's escapism, you still need to try and avoid what seems to be the daily fandom drama, there's always something going on. It can get quite... It can weigh you down after that, I think. Yeah, it, it does exist, and it's so important that we keep the conversation going and that we keep discussing Star Wars because we find our little niches within the universe and we find ways to communicate that message like Team Ahsoka does. This is a little thing that we like to call plug time. And this is where you can share wherever the good people of the Star Wars universe can find you across social media. Well, across social media, obviously I've picked a very easy name, Team Ahsoka, (laughs) all one word. You can find me on Twitter, you can find me on Facebook, and you can find me on Instagram. And of course there's the website, teamasoka.com. Come look for me on Twitter because I tend to be a bit more eloquent, I think, in my tweets. I tend to ramble a lot. Everyone is tweeting at me, especially with Soak related. Oh my god, did you see this? I'm like, yes, yes, I'm really sleepy, but I saw it. So while Filoni sleeps, the Star Wars fans in Team Ahsoka stay up. You guys can follow me over on Twitter at MrVoteTweets. Make sure to head on over to Instagram. Follow me at the official vote. Also make sure to head on over to www.brickcityblockade.com for this episode and a lot more when it comes to Ahsoka Tano. We'll be featuring some of the Team Ahsoka stuff on there as well, including this episode. And also make sure to head on over to iTunes and subscribe. Please rate and comment on the show. Your ratings and your comments boost our content and bring more people onto the network like Team Ahsoka and other special guests. We love hearing from you guys, so make sure to subscribe on iTunes. Thank you, Team Ahsoka, for joining us. It was so much fun having you on. You're very welcome, and thanks for the invitation. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with you. Always. <laughs>